Hello, I'm Marit Sneeman. Welcome to Calm, Clear and Helpful, a weekly podcast series on taking good care of yourself and others. Today's topic is growing from shame and guilt to self-love. My guest is empowerment coach and CEO of Empowered Fearless Females, Diana Kunz from New York City. Welcome, Diana. Thank you so very much, Mariet. It's an honor to be here today. To our listeners, after our conversation, Diana will give us her three best tips on from fear to freedom, and then it will be fun question time. Diana, you know you're my very first guest from the United States, so this is a special day for me. Oh, this is very exciting for me as well. Actually, you from South Africa, this is amazing. It's a global amazement for all to hear this. Yes. Now, Diana, you're an empowerment coach, but this is an umbrella term for the different aspects of your work. Could you tell us more about what you do? Absolutely. I will tell you briefly um, in a little bit why I became an empowerment coach. But for me, it's so vital for everybody to understand who they truly are. You see, we have instilled limited beliefs within us that we're not even aware of, which absolutely stems from childhood. And as we grow and become adults, they're still invisible within our mind and heart and soul. And that causes us to become who we are. But there is so much more to that. And so my whole purpose is to gain the empowerment for women to recognize who they are and to understand there is so many wonderful, unique qualities within them. And there's so many unfortunate obstacles that prevent them from getting there. So my goal is to help guide them while they walk their journey. Yes, and I've got to know you a bit um, in an online retreat. And I must say that I think you have just the right energy to be doing that. <laughs> Thank you. It took many years, but you know what? And this is what's so important. Once you have that self-love, that freedom to know exactly who you are, you transform there is no shadow around you. And it's amazing how you actually change. It's beautiful. Mm. Now, our topic is growing from shame and guilt to self-love, which is a journey that you've undertaken. Uh, could you tell us more about that? Absolutely. I will tell you a little bit about my story and... I hope there are people out there that can identify. I'm sure there are. I was born and raised in New York from parents that are from Italy. And I am also the middle child of three girls. Now, as a child, you're, you're a child. You learn from what you see or feel or hear. Well, being the middle child... My older sister had, could do no wrong. She was, everything was wonderful. My baby sister was the princess. 
Therefore, me as the middle child, I honestly felt invisible. Now, there, there was love in the family, but the way everything was expressed was very verbal, physical, and emotional abuse. And it was very... Now, I'm a child. I don't know better. We are sponges. We react and follow from what we see and know, correct? So I just knew that through all that verbal fighting going on all the time, I just wanted to hide. I was picked on. I was told, you're fat, you're ugly. Um, My mother's way, God bless her, her only way was through physical abuse. We got punished all the time. And I felt no matter what I did, trying to get the best grades I could and do everything to get attention, I didn't. And let me tell you, I did not feel it. And that was very hard growing up because what happens as I became older, adolescent, I all I wanted to do was find love, be noticed, get appreciated. So my life took a very, very wrong path because not only did I have many, many unhealthy boyfriends at the time because all they had to say was I love you and then I starved myself to the point of anemia just to fit in because all I knew was you're fat you're ugly Mm. and of course yes and it's terrible and of course these are secrets that was embedded in my mind all of us what goes around in the house stays in the house you hold, you keep it. So those that's where the secrets came in. You don't share. I don't share with these people that I met. I met, I started staying with unhealthy friends just to fit in, to be again noticed, which led me down terrible paths of drinking too heavily. I didn't care how I started not caring too much about my grades. And that went on and on. And again, I stress that you're not aware of why these behaviors, these negative behaviors are happening. It's just, that's me. I'd make a joke. I'm the black sheep of the family. Well, that was all I did know from that was being that I couldn't share it with anybody. Every night I would be alone in my room and all I noticed was I cried. I did not like who I was. I felt I wasn't worthy. I'm not going to amount to anything. And no matter, and what started happening was after a while, no matter what I was hearing outside, I wasn't feeling it. And that's how I realized I, I was on my hands and knees praying to my higher power. This cannot go on. Then I did meet a man that, as I got older now, I'm giving it to you in consecutive order. As I got older, I did meet somebody that told me he loved me. And I truly felt in my heart, and he said how beautiful I was. And 
I'm so smart and everything that poor little inner child never heard. And from that relationship, I was blessed with a daughter. And from, and from that, all I remember saying was, thank you. This is it. Problem solved. It didn't matter. Well, that's what was the funny part. Because still, when I was around people, around others, continued with my work and job and everything on the outside, I, you would think there was nothing wrong. My life was all put together. Mm. And again, the night you are alone. What happened was I still felt invisible and alone. No matter what gifts I know God was giving me, I still didn't feel it. And I did not love myself. And that was the bottom line. So through a lot of prayer and reading and everything I had to go through in order to recognize what is, I thought there was no value to my life. I felt there was no meaning to my life. No matter what I did have, I didn't feel it. And I knew, I knew I was not, by the grace of God, I was not, now that I'm a mom, going to have my daughter become the adult that I was. And that's when my life turned around. Where I did, I did self-help work, self-help work. I went, I re-educated myself because I knew today that my true honest quest was there are other women out there that are going to need this support and guidance and identification to, to understand you don't have to let, you can heal that wounded inner child. You can start to love yourself the true and honest way. And that's how my journey began to where I am today. Mm, that's a very touching story. Thank you. My next question is, how would you define self-love? How would I define self-love? It's very simple, but very hard to do. It's a positive view of self and a belief that you are valuable. You have to say positive things to yourself each and every morning. You have to prioritize your physical and mental health. Most importantly is forgiving yourself when you do something wrong, recognizing that we all are perfectly imperfect. Mm. And it's analyzing that. Say to yourself that you are worthy. Set us small, tiny little goals and reach those goals. And don't forget to pat yourself on the shoulder and say, you did it. And letting go of grudges, anger. You know, I love the serenity prayer where it says, it's so simple, accept courage and wisdom. Accept what is on the external part of your life because you're learning to grow the internal part of your soul. And 
have the courage to take the stand. Don't let the past fear stop you from growing because, and this is, it's not a one, two, three. So many people, especially in society today, everything is such a quick fix. You've spent so many years, I had so many years of those limiting beliefs that were ingrained in me. I had to say to myself, okay, you are responsible. You are going to be accountable for who you are. Have that courage and do it. And that's the wisdom that you will accept and pray so that's that's my view of self-love, to know your value, believe it. Even if you don't believe it, say it. Mm. Because it's so true, Mariette, because we have the heart and we have the brain. They're two different organs. The brain has the files of all those beliefs. But now what we need to do is introduce the two together. Your heart needs to start focusing so that we can replenish the brain to be leaving. And if you say it consistently, consistently, daily, those files of negativity will disappear while you're filling it up with the positive thoughts. That's how the heart grows because you will say it over and over. And at your specific times, how you want, which is something I love to share and guide with any, everybody, but do it on a daily basis and it becomes a habit and then it becomes freedom. That is beautifully said. Diana. in your work with women, what are the most common limiting beliefs that you come across? <laughs> well... Every single one that I, I did identify with, the, the most is, I am not good enough. Mm. I shouldn't feel this way, you know, blaming themselves. Why can't I do things like others, which, which is something I hear all the time. And I should have done this. I could have. I would have. And how come I can't look? like everybody else looks. And those obstacles are, again, all unfortunately programmed into their minds from an early age. They don't see their worth. You know, we all, every single person is unique because there are no two alike. And it's focusing on their own uniqueness, which could be crazy in their minds, but fantastic to somebody else. So the obstacles are ha guiding them to start understanding who they really are. Remind every night, stop and just think, so what did I do today? And acknowledge it. We are so used to acknowledging what everybody else does or helping everybody else. How often do we stop and actually say, wow, I did do that. That was pretty darn good. That's what's the most important thing for me to 
allow them to recognize those particular obstacles. And when you help women to grow from shame and guilt to self-love, where do you start? Where do you help them start? Well, first, the most, most important is to allow them the opportunity to journal write. I believe in that simply because, you know, a lot of women have said, I don't want to take the time to write it down. But I show them that journal writing is a practice of seeing their accomplishments, that it's their own self-care and self-love. Use mantras, which is very important. Actually, I have a beautiful mantra for building self-esteem. Maybe later on, I can read it mm-hmm. and, and Mariette, anybody that would like a copy of it, I would be more than happy to share it because you, we meditate, we reflect. I call it pondering moments where you take five, 10 minutes of your time where you truly step back and you are solely within to look at what you did for the day How could I have done that differently? What have I done positively? And the continual saying to yourself your own values, but you take a deep breath. What could I do differently? If you've said something hurtful or harmful to somebody, tell them so. You know, get rid of things that aren't serving you. That's imp- if it's a negative energy around you or a negative person around you, you can remove it. I also find that they must learn to slow down. Their minds is working so quickly and it's every place else. Slow down, focus on you. Spend time with you. Spend time with the people that love you, support you. Because Your whole purpose is to put a positive globe around you, and you have to recognize that. Now, these are very practical steps to take. I suppose their power also comes from repeating them often enough, right? Absolutely. It has to be repeated. You have to also... The women have to also understand that there are specific steps for self-love, for awareness of self. Again, don't compare yourself to others. That's very important. Be able to learn to set boundaries. Don't be so worried about other people's opinions. If your gut is telling you something, set those boundaries. It's okay to say No, if you're uncomfortable with something and give yourself permission to make mistakes because we do, because many times when you make a mistake, you're your worst critic. You you blame yourself more than anybody around you. So just say it's okay to make a, a mistake and remember that your value does not lie in how 
other people think about you. That pointing of finger. I always say to the to people I speak with, point, point at me. How many fingers are pointing at you? Three. So really, what they're trying to spew to you is probably something that's probably bothering them. So then, then again, it's their negativity. Don't take it on. Believe in who you are. Remove things that you don't need to. You know, it's never too late to set those boundaries. Process your fears. And don't be afraid to speak about it. Tell your story to somebody. Share it. Because the secrets are your monsters. They want they want to stay, keep you in the darkness. Let it out. Share your story. Share what's going on. That's how you start the healing process. That's how you start to actually say, you know, I do understand why I felt like that then. But there was no validity to it then because now I could heal it. You can always heal your inner child. You can go back to that inner child and make her stronger and healthier and show her the love that she didn't feel then. Yes, I was going to ask you how one releases shame and guilt, but I think you've answered that. <laughs> I suppose one should simply be very aware of whom you speak to and make sure that it's a safe space. Absolutely. You have to find a, a, safe, a safe space also know who you're talking to. You know, it's unfortunate, but there's so much going on in the world today where I could, many, many people find it hard to trust. And that is a priority to me, is to allow them to feel comfortable enough to express exactly what's going on. They may not even be aware of why they feel a certain way, but if they have somebody to share and discuss it that they know care on, about them, they'll be able to show them what, what it is and pinpoint something that they may be so unaware of. Mm -hmm. Now, I suppose the journey to learning to love oneself is a long journey. Uh, are there specific obstacles one faces when learning to love oneself yes <laughs> there are there are obstacles it's the obstacles are people places and things of course and behaviors old behaviors and old patterns the self-doubt monster is what i call it also you see there's fears insecurities low self-esteem, self-doubt, those will all hinder your growth. And that is why you have to first recognize and understand those obstacles. Talk, to, talk back to it. Say to yourself, when you think in your mind, for instance, I'm not good enough. And that many, many times is one of the obstacles. Talk back. 
learn to be comfortable to talk back and say, I'm absolutely worthy and divinely deserving. And they get a kick out of it because you flip the switch. I, I shouldn't feel this way, another example. And then say, I'm allowed to feel however I feel. I'm valid enough to feel, have my true feelings. And when you start flipping your negative words, you look at it in a completely different light. Where, oh, I should have, I could have, I would have. In that moment, I am, you say. Not I should have, I could have. Say, I am who I am and I love who I am. It's so, it's easy to say, but if you practice it, over and over, you start laughing when you, as soon as you think a negative obstacle in your mind, you'll flip it right away. You'll start recognizing people, places, and things that are in the way, that get in the way, that are not deserving of you to be there because they're only going to bring you into that negative space again. I really like your advice. <laughs> I think I'm going to apply it myself. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny because until you really observe and understand what is going on, it seems like, oh my goodness, this is me. I'm stuck here. This is you know, the way it's going to be, you know, the good old comfort zone. Because why? The fear of taking that new step of un unsure what's going to happen. But once you do, that is what's amazing. Once you take that, that little, that step and you begin your process of healing, it just, it becomes an automatic. When I'm upset or when I'm stressed at something that is going on, it's now just not even a split second. I just simply say, which really, it amazes me sometimes. I say, okay, accept courage, wisdom. And from that, without me even having to think about it, it automatically brought me into the space of being with my higher power. I'll know that, you know, somebody's saying something or upsetting me, and I'll just say, accept courage, wisdom. And I've accepted that somebody else's negative energy. I know it now. I feel comfortable about it now. I can walk away. And those are the habits that become ingrained in you and change you that you start doing things so automatically because why you started the folder in your brain you started filling it up with positive things practices a continual practice and now your heart is growing more and more so it's an it's an automatic flip of the switch that when something happens you now know how to deal with it. Why? Because you are loving who you are. Before I ask you to read us that mantra, uh, I want to ask when a woman learns to love herself, I'm sure her relationships might change. What can you say in this regard? Relationships absolutely do change. Because the main reason is when you love yourself, you won't feel as dependent on other people for your self sense of worth. 
You will find also that you may lose some relationships. And that's okay. You may gain better relationships because you have self-worth now. And the obstacles are they may try to stop your change. Some your significant other, for instance, he may say, You're you're getting stronger. You're loving yourself. You're saying, excuse me, I, I'm gonna take a few minutes. I'm going for a walk, but that's out of your ordinary comfort zone pattern in a relationship. They may not want you to do that. That could cause a trigger. But as you start growing, you will know and accept and understand, you know what? This relationship no longer serves me or this relationship serves me. You know why? Because they think the way I think. Positivity stays with positivity. Negativity attracts negativity. So when a relationship, when you they have relationship obstacles, I just say to them, don't forget who you are. Remember, you are not going to be dependent on anybody else. You are going to say no when it's not something that you feel in your heart is the right thing to do. And you'll be comfortable about it. You will start standing on your own two feet and value who you are. Nobody else has the right to shame you and make you feel less than. So the funny thing is you'll learn healthy relationships and unhealthy relationships. And if you are striving to become this empowered woman, you will know to let go of an unhealthy relationship. And as they always say, this too shall pass because you will know what to do to remove that from your life. Thank you, Deanna. Now, I know you've mentioned several practical steps to help us grow self-love. Would you like to read your mantra, which is one of them? I would love to. I think this is something that I have done and every time I read it or say it to myself again I take the time to do pondering moments every single night I go outside I look at the stars if they're out even in the winter actually I go outside because to me I'm with all energy I'm with the air the sky my higher power and that's when I can reflect on who I am and where I plan to continue going. So not only do I think my higher power reflect on my day and see how I can do differently, I also like to say this mantra, no person, place, or thing has any power over me unless I give it. For I am the only thinker in my mind. I have immense freedom in that I can choose what I think. I can choose to see life in a positive way instead of complaining or being mad at myself or other people. Complaining about what I do not have is one way to handle a situation, but it does not change anything. When I love myself 
and find myself in the midst of negative energy, I can say something such as, I am willing to release the pattern in my consciousness that contributed to this condition. I have made negative choices in the past, but this does not mean that I'm a bad person, nor am I stuck with these negative choices. I release old judgments and love myself unconditionally. And I, and I love saying that over and over and over again. I find that to be very useful to me. It allows me to remind myself of exactly who I am and where I want to be. Thank you. Now, Deanna, which role can a loving community play in this process, apart from finding someone with whom you are safe and can share your heart? First, you find a community or a group of like-minded people that all have that common feeling within that are striving for that betterment of self, the understanding of self. You have to be able, willing, and aware of your story to be open to sharing it. But most importantly, it's the community, a group, again, of people where you, tr where you feel trust, where you're comfortable, and you know that there'll be no judgment, and it's a safe place to share. You've created a community like that, haven't you? Yes, I have. I'm very, very blessed to be given the opportunity from my higher power. It's so important. It's such a mission for me to allow others to know you're not alone. You don't have to feel alone. There are so many other women that have those feelings and it's time we shed we peel away at the onion let's get to our heart let's know what we're about so i love i love my group of incredible women it's a safe and private group i know everybody that comes in and it's all about being accountable we must you have to be accountable for wanting to work on who you are and it's great because you have, you meet people, people that think the same way as you. You can share your story. Someone else can identify and say, I've, I've been through the same thing. And it just brightens it and makes you feel so whole again. Where can listeners connect with you? I am on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, All Empowered, Fearless Females. And you can find me on social media, Deanna Kearns. And I would love people to come visit. It's a, a wonderful, safe group. And you've also created some workbooks. Could you tell us about that? Oh, absolutely. I offer individual sessions where we can go deeper, where... I offer the workbooks, the emotional addiction to emotional healing and from fear to freedom. 
And in that workbook, which I love because it's it's an intense workbook where there are exercises and strategies to relieve self self doubt, to acknowledge your self worth, to clarify your self compassion, and to embrace who you are. And in that workbook, they, it take gives them time to actually think about the words that are in it. Utilize the steps that are given, practice it and understand it, and then they can review it. I go over it with them, and sometimes I'll pick up something that they didn't. It's it's an incredible workbook. I know that decades ago I went through a workbook, and I remember how that helped me. And today, now that I have this this quest to empower women, I realized. What can I do? Yes, I love sharing my story. Yes, I'm out there in the social media world. But you know what? How about creating a workbook that they, that's a constant reminder? It's by your bedside, wherever you want to keep it, that if you're not online and you're out and about doing things in your house, however, every time you, you go in your room, there's that workbook. It focuses you right back on Oh, yes, I'm empowering myself. I'm taking care of myself again. So it's it's a constant. Now, for your three best tips on moving from fear to freedom. My three best tips is believe in yourself, know who you are, accept every special thing about you, and don't compare to other people. Remember you're uniquely you. Say to yourself, I create the me I want to be. I empower myself from within. I am enough. I am valued. I am loved. Beautiful. Are you ready for your fun question? <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> Now we're going to the realm of the imagination, so you needn't be practical at all. Good. I'd like to know if in an ideal world you could have a wild animal or a fantasy creature as a housemate, any wild animal or any fantasy creature, what would you like to have? Actually, I would love to have a dragon. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I love their power. <laughs> their freedom. I think they're beautiful. That they can just... I see it as a beautiful fairy tale dragon where when I want to, I can just hop on the back and we could just fly around the world, express ourselves truly, freely, not worry about who I am. However... If you are planning on harming me in any way, I will shoot fire. 
That sounds like the perfect combination. <laughs> yes. And what would yours be? Mine. Oh, I've always wanted to have a unicorn. They, they're just such magical creatures. And I've, you know, there are many theories where the idea came from. But yeah, they combine the magic of a horse with even more, more magic. That. That is beautiful. I almost said unicorn. That is beautiful. I love that. <laughs> Thank you, Diana, for sharing your passion for empowering women. Maria, thank you so much again. I'm truly honored to be here. I hope my words have instilled some positive thoughts to many. I will continue my quest to continue this because... It's just a freeing, wonderful experience to know we are not alone. We are co-creators of our life, and, we, and there are people that have each other, and we're here. So thank you. My pleasure. To our listeners, thank you for joining us. If you found this episode inspirational, please share it with someone you care about. If you'd like a more fulfilling relationship with your beloved, if you wish parenting could be easier, or if you're interested in upping your emotional well-being, you're welcome to visit my website, marietsneiman.co.za, for free articles and podcast episodes. Calm, Clear and Helpful is compiled, hosted and edited by me, and the music is by Mart-Marie Sneiman. Catch you next Tuesday at 9 